Hey, Freddie, good morning. Good morning, Dirk. Hope all is well. Hey, yes. uh, it is good. That's good to hear. Hey, I was going to ask you, you guys, uh, what are the challenges of breaking in a new quarterback as an offensive coach? Obviously, tight end is a position of strength. Do you anticipate that to continue? And, and just what have been the biggest challenges? Uh, well, the, the biggest challenges of the whole camp and with everybody playing football right now is just adjusting to uh, the do, new dynamics of uh, playing within the, the pandemic. But uh, as far as adjusting to quarterbacks, um, you know, they, they uh, both throw great – all three of them actually all throw great balls. And so there hasn't been a, a, a huge adjustment from a tight end perspective. They're just catching – the ball of whoever threw it to him. So, uh, and as far as the position goes, I feel like we're off to a great start and uh, we're able to add to it with another, uh, another good player that came in this fall and, and uh, we're excited to get going in a couple of weeks. Freddie, I was going to follow up on the addition of Kincaid. Is that the rock the apple cart at all, or has it just been a welcome addition? You're pretty stocked at tight end right now. Well, yeah, you can never have enough good players, right? So the role of recruiting is to always recruit the best players you can possibly find to join your program. And so I, I wouldn't say it has uh, uh, rocked the apple cart at all. Um, the guys that are here uh, welcome Dalton with open arms, have been uh, really helpful to him and getting him acclimated to the program and understanding how we do things here. And, you know, you, you, you always want to recruit the best players you could possibly get to join your program. And Dalton's uh, come in and he's done a really nice job for us. We'll go Trevor Allen, then Josh Newman of the Salt Lake Tribune. Coach, just kind of off of what uh, Dirk said, you guys are, are really stacked at tight end. Is this as deep as, of a tight end group as you've seen probably since, you know, joining the, the Pac-12 or maybe even in, in school history? I don't know about school history. I know there's been a lot of good tight ends here through the years uh, and tight ends have gone on to play in the NFL and everything. But uh, since I've been here as the tight end coach, I, I feel like we've been consistently able to recruit to the position. Um, you know, we were a spread team for several year, years there uh, when Urban Meyer came in and, and really didn't recruit uh, a whole bunch of tight ends. And then, you know, when Coach Ludwig came in and his offense really utilizes tight ends, we've been able to uh, – develop a few that we had in the program and recruit some more. And I feel like it's a very strong group right now and a group that hopefully will help us contribute on the offensive side of the ball to score points and win football games. Josh Newman, followed by Bill Riley, ESPN 700. Hey, good morning, Freddie. How are you? Good morning. Doing great. How are you doing, Josh? I'm doing well. Thank you. Um, we've talked to Kyle a few times pretty recently about um, recruiting and how that has been drastically altered now with the pandemic. Um, a lot of Zoom calls, no in-person stuff. I'm curious, as the recruiting coordinator from your end, just how, how difficult is this recruiting environment right now, you know, with the pandemic ongoing? Yeah, it's, it, it is challenging because, um, you know, you're so used to having a chance to get out uh, and go recruiting and visit the schools and see these uh, prospects in person, see them practice, see them play games. Uh, you're able to have camps over the summer. Um, you're able to have them come to your campus and visit, and, and you can kind of get a, a good idea about, you know, their personality and their, you know, characteristics like that. And, you know, and we've had none of that uh, in this class, class of 2021 recruiting. So you do the best you can to adapt and adjust, you know, use, using all the tools that you do have, uh, things like what we're doing right now with, uh, with Zoom. You know, we've done a whole lot of Zoom calls. 
uh, with recruits and their families. Uh, we've done virtual visits. Uh, we've, we've looked at um, film where they've been doing, you know, off-season workouts rather than, you know, game film and things like that. So we've tried to accommodate and do the best that we can, but I think it's challenging. And I feel bad that the players themselves, the prospects themselves, don't get the, a chance to visit all the schools that they're interested in, in visiting in person because it is hard to replace that that feeling that you get and those emotions that are elicited when you come visit a place and see the surroundings, see the environment, see the campus, meet all the players and coaches in person. It's just a different dynamic. So it has been challenging, but everybody's dealing with the same things, right? The NCAA is the same standards for everybody as far as the dead period and, and everything. So we're all, we're all dealing with, uh, you know, the same circumstances. So we just try to make the best of it. And just and just to follow that up very quickly, um, you know, with the dead period, it, it's been going on now seven, eight months. It, it's probably going to drag into the new year. Do you get any sort of indication from, you know, the NCAA or anybody of when the dead period might be lifted? Not really. It's just kind of a week to week thing. You know, you hear it's been extended another month, another month. And, and so, you know, as soon as it opens back up, you can bet we'll be hitting the recruiting trail and, and getting out there. But at this point in time, it's just kind of like I said, it's, it's uh, week to week and sometimes even day to day. Next, we'll go to Bill Riley, followed by Josh Furlong, KSL.com. Morning, Freddie. Um, you had the breakout star of the team last year and Brant Keithy in your position room and position group. Where have you seen him during kind of this offseason grow as a football player? And where are you guys challenging him to get better to? Well, yeah, Brant Brand is a, a pro. You know, he he wants to get better. He has that inner desire to, to be the best that he can be and always perform at the, the top level. So what we've asked specifically of him is to put on a little bit more uh, bulk, uh, you know, lift weights, uh, continue to get bigger and stronger so he can have more of an, be more of an impact in the run game. Um, he is an excellent run blocker, but, you know, with a little bit of added uh, weight behind him, you know, those blocks can be a little bit more uh, devastating, get a little bit more movement on the defender. So, that's one thing. And then, the, you know, another big area is just stepping up uh, as a leader. He's been elected to the leadership council and making sure that the, um, the team as a whole, you know, is doing the things that we need to do to, uh, to play at a championship level. And he's responded to that challenge great. Josh Furlong, followed by Chris Kamrani of The Athletic. Hey, Freddie, obviously uh, tight ends have become much more of uh, pass catchers over the last few years. Um, at Utah, you know, it, it seems like with Brandt and Cole here that uh, things became a little bit more of a pass-heavy uh, system with the tight ends. What, what do you feel like your, your team uh, needs to do to be able to, to utilize that and, and be able to make sure that the, the tight ends are, are kind of a, a part of that game? Yeah, well, we, we challenged the, the players, the tight ends, to step up in whatever role they're asked to, to do, whether it's run blocking, you know, or be involved in catching balls in the, in the throw game, to do what we need to do to be effective and to win the football game, to, to move the ball, to score points, and to win the game. And, and they bought into that philosophy of whatever it takes, you know, whatever our role is week to week, that's what we'll do. And it's great, when, you know, when it is, you know, a heavy involvement in the throw game. And I think that, you know, that really boils down to um, – you know, the fact that we have a couple of talented guys there that can perform, you always base your offense around your players and what they do well. And Coach Ludwig in particular uh, does an excellent job of, of scheming and, and putting us in a position, you know, to be able to, uh, 
to contribute in the passing game to, to, to break open and, and be able to catch the ball and make those plays. So I just feel like, you know, the game is also kind of moving in that direction. As you look at the NFL, you see a lot of teams, you know, using, utilizing two or more tight ends in their offense. Um, you know, last year in the Super Bowl, you saw both the 49ers and the Chiefs doing a lot of that. And it seems to be, you know, kind of a trend now uh, to use more tight ends. You know, 10 years ago it was the spread, and, and now you're seeing more 12 personnel and even 13 personnel out there on the field uh, on Sundays. Final question will come from Chris Camerani. Freddie, in the recruiting world, Utah's known as a school that gets in really early at the ground level in terms of offering kids that eventually garner a lot of attention. And I'm wondering, is there a blueprint that you guys follow in terms of, you know, being able to show up and offer a, a young man that you believe projects so well before anybody else? Is there is there a secret sauce, so to speak, that, that you guys have before anyone else? Um, I, I don't know if there's any kind of secret sauce. I think it's actually just the basic fundamentals of, of evaluating a lot of players, having a personnel staff and recruiting that, that, uh, and with the coaching staff that, that are committed to that and, and getting those evaluations done as early as you can. You feel like there's a little bit of an emotional attachment to recruit when you, you are one of their first offers. Um, and it doesn't always turn out that, you know, that, you know, once they get, 25 different power five offers that you're the one they end up selecting. But I think they always do feel fondly about, about you being one of their first offers. So that is a strategy that we use sometimes to, to be early. Um, but, you know, we really honestly don't really care much about how many stars are next to a prospect's name or what their official rating is. I think those recruiting services do an excellent job in terms of evaluating players and assigning stars and, just like, you know, we're not always absolutely 100% correct in our recruiting. You know, the, the recruiting services aren't either. But, you know, if, if they end up, you know, being an early offer from us and they, they end up getting, you know, four stars and, you know, 20, 30 different offers, uh, that's great for, for the prospect. We just want to try to get the players that fit what we do here and the players that we feel have the opportunity to develop at a really high level. I mean, we're looking for guys that can eventually play in the NFL. And uh, so we, we, we stick to that formula, but uh, I don't think it's a, a secret sauce by any means. I think there's a lot of schools that are doing that type of thing.